0: How's it going, Pauly? Good, good. How are we all doing out there in filmmaker land?
1: Yeah, how's the... How, are you still making the films? Are you still yeah. doing the filmmaking? I hope you are, because yeah. uh, Paul is. Paul's on his uh, festival run with the vasectomy doctor and everything's flying from. Still, so, yeah. Still. So uh, congratulations. Uh, and something interesting is happening with that as well, so congratulations with that too. Cheers. Um, what's going on? Oh yeah, we've news, Paul. Go on. What news have we got? Will I, we, do, we, do you want to do it or will I... We have a new sponsor. Yeah, we called, have. A, who is that? Who is that new sponsor? That new sponsor is the lovely, lovely uh, Colin Brown at a film equipment store slash hire um, is coming on board to uh, not only help out the podcast, uh, but also kind of get involved with F&I events and classes and our seminars and all that crack that we do be up to. Yeah. Um Colin Regardless has been like he is really a champion of independent film and anybody who rents equipment will know that how how uh, how incredibly supportive he is but even at our homeless uh, homeless initiative that we had before Christmas he um very selflessly he gave away like a 1000 euro rental voucher which is just incredible and they're so
0: great when you go out there to get equipment They're they're really helpful um which is not always the case when you know uh you know, grumpy kind of tech heads and all that stuff. Yeah. But film equipment or, I have to say, any experience I've had with them, they've been
1: so incredibly ple- nice. Just, just a pleasure. Uh, so yeah, uh thank you very much to, to, uh, to the guys for seeing the value in what we're doing and kind of investing uh, in us in, in the long term. We also have another piece of huge news, Paul. What is that? We're we're uh, well, you're making something. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not a huge. It's obviously <laughs> not as big an announcement to Paul as it is to me. But we're we're, we're coming up to like a hundred a hundred episodes. Oh yes, hundred. E- that's a, that's a milestone, Polly.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, I, yeah it's mad. So that's what great. what are we going to do I about don't that? Yeah, I don't know. How we'll do it. We're will we're trying to get something. We've got something in the works, hopefully.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, well, hopefully we're going to do something big for the hundredth episode. So keep an eye on our social media network channels. Uh, for that, uh, f- facebook.com forward slash Film Network Ireland, instagram.com forward slash Film Network Ireland and on the Twitter machine at FNI underscore film. And if you'd like to buy us a coffee or support, uh, f- we're not subsidised, by the way. So everything we do, we do primarily because we love uh, meeting new people and uh, we we love putting on events and engaging with our community. Uh, So we, we, you know, we we don't get paid and if we do, not a huge amount of money. So if you'd like to support Film Network Ireland, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash FNI.
0: Uh, Terms and
1: conditions apply. uh, (laughs) We also have a big
0: socialising event. We do, yeah. Networking event, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have a, a really it, the engagement on this has just been really fantastic. Um we have uh we we work with uh Five Lamps now, the Five Lamps uh, brewery and we're working on a couple of different things with them. But uh we're doing a big uh, networking event, um pitching event most importantly, pitching uh pints and a panel of uh people that have have created work for more specifically the uh, uh focus shorts screen ireland initiative so we're running an event very uh, <laughs> aptly titled uh, poll focus so basically what you want if you if you have a short film um under to kind of 10 pages and you know you want to bring it to the this is the market for that so come along we'll give you 2 minutes the the floor will be yours will be lots of industry people there as it stands right now there's over there's like 57 people booked um, and it's not one of those last two tickets left kind of thing. It's it's really flying. Uh, it'll be in the brand new uh, Five Lamps Brewery on Camden Street. They have a lovely cinema uh, there, which we'll be working off, prim- uh, working out of primarily on the night. Nice panel chat, and uh, yeah, it's just a lovely, lovely building. There was like ten million put into that building over the last two or three years, redeveloping it. So it's really fantastic. So thank you to uh, Five Lamps uh, for that yeah uh, you're dublin lager uh today's guest is
0: Roshin Garrity, um producer festival programmer organizer world Paul, Paul's
1: dancing as he he's doing like kind of a, like a uh, uh, Pop All lock. the things that she does, um, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, we're very happy to have her on. Someone we have been chasing for a bit, yeah. and uh, she was in a way traveling and stuff like that. So it was great to get her on. Uh, really, really good chat, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she's um, in the middle of pre-production for her first feature, uh, f- which was made part of, as part of the POV. It's, being made as part of the POV scheme mm. uh, with Screen Ireland, so very cool.
1: A more a more optimistic person, you're never likely to meet. Just uh, like the very essence of what a really fantastic up and coming uh, motivated producer should Absolutely. be like. And also, uh, Roisin is also involved in the Cork Film Festival and various different other pursuits as well. She works there, um, and just one of the nicest people you could you could hope to meet.
0: So let's go to that conversation. you're very welcome thanks
1: for coming into the studio.
2: Well oh, thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah we've been chasing you for ages.
2: Ah uh, it hasn't l- been that l- long. Ah it's been a couple of months now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're you're you were busy obviously travelling and 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 sh- Ernest Shackleton and Lingling ling the that, that's it. the wilds of Taking the eastern Taking
2: some time eastern. for myself. Yeah. So
1: that's yeah uh, that's quite an important thing is
0: that something you've kind of learned Recently or oh, only
2: you, very recently, really, Yeah, my 2019 uh, New Year's resolution was to get a work life balance, and I kind of achieved it, right? Ish. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so going, this would be starting at the start of last year, you, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: at the start of last year. So I, I just decided at the end, December's usually quite quiet for me because mm. I work for Cork Film Festival, and my year is always punctuated with festivals and then whatever production I'm trying to do but yeah. and so December is usually quiet so I just decided you know what I'm gonna go to New Zealand and Australia and see my friends Brilliant. so it was wonderful
1: oh.
2: and I'm very refreshed and ready ready to go with 2020 now. yeah
0: and did the in general that that resolution how were you are you a better producer and you are you working like are you, I'm better at the jobs that you're doing now that you have found some sort of a balance
2: I hope so yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely less of a stress head Yeah I think yeah. Although my friends might disagree Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well had
0: you Put the Prosecco down yeah. <laughs> Would you generally internalise A lot of that stress or uh,
2: I think that I My my face You could just read it on my face Right I don't mm. think I I probably try to internalise it But you probably can just <laughs> see it It's just written all over my fl- yeah. face yeah. Hopefully not that much <laughs> Yeah. Yeah But yeah
1: you're like obviously I've dealt with you before we've worked together a little bit uh, previously uh, but you're one of these lovely people that when you are like that because I've seen it firsthand, you're like I'm really sorry I'm under a lot of pressure but and then you're still lovely and it's like well she she didn't need to signpost that I can see she's busy and but she's so lovely you know that, you know and it's a wonderful thing so I, I don't think you've anything to worry about <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let, let's let's talk about the films great um yeah, tell us kind of where it all started for you. You're, not f- you're from Roscommon.
2: I am from Roscommon. I
1: remember this fact.
2: Not really the home of the movies. You're from
0: Castlereagh. I am is indeed. It, yes, that's, my, that's where my mother's from.
2: Now. Oh, I actually knew this. <laughs> <Hey>! um, <laughs> I forgot
0: that. Yeah. My
2: mother is uh, Paul Webster's biggest fan. <laughs> like she, honest to God, is a vasectomy doctor fangirl. <laughs> really? Has seen it twice at festivals. When it yeah. was screening at the Clonus Film Festival, got all of her family yeah. to go see it. <laughs>
1: who does who should he make it out to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah I find something for you. No, I actually met her and she was so nice. She's and Yeah, and all your aunts. Uh, all my aunts. And you've one aunt that I think looks a bit like you, or is it, oh, yes, she it does familial. look... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah
2: definitely. <laughs> we get that a lot. Yeah, they a lot. Yeah, they a very big family a very border. family they the border, Film right. a love Clonus Film a nice
0: it's, it's such a nice festival. It's, um, I, I was there on the Sunday. It's a pretty quiet town, so I guess yes. it's a cool thing to bring. But it's
1: alive inside.
2: It's yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful town. I spent yeah. a lot of my childhood there, and because um, I family living there, mm. and it's it's like it's gorgeous. Like you know yeah. the beautiful square that's there. You know they shot the butcher boy there. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. okay. A yeah. Great town. Yeah, <laughs> that's where Pat McCabe is from.
0: Yeah, you oh. can kind of feel it in the yeah. walls. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pat McCabe. Very country. very dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah but like I, I, yeah it feels slightly forgotten or the, you know there's not
2: well, you yeah, know that's one of those towns Well that's a lot of rural Ireland unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I moved uh, back to the west 2 years ago now. Yeah. And I I love it so much but
0: Whereabouts are you?
2: Uh I'm living I'm living in the mountains in Mayo. Love I'm you. rarely there to be honest. Yeah. Mm. But I kind of, I made the decision 2 years ago to move um Like, I lived in Dublin for so long and I I love it so much. Yeah. But it just became...
1: Dublin, you're getting me down. I love you, but you're getting me down. Yeah,
2: pretty much. It was just, I was living, you know, not quite hand to mouth, but it was, you know, very stressful in terms of cash flow when you're freelance. And ultimately, a lot of my work was starting to be outside of Dublin and my work that was in Dublin was flexible. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought, okay, you need to be an adult about this and...
1: Yeah, like I only need to be in Dublin two days a week, or I only yeah. need to be in Galway for a day or two, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and
2: how's it
0: working out for you?
2: It's great. My year is kind of uh, well. At the moment, I'm working. Um, I have one job in Belfast. I have one job in Cork. Yeah, I'm producing a feature in Dublin and living in Mayo. So.
1: <laughs> Jesus, you jet setter! Oh, <laughs> such
2: a jet setter!
0: <laughs> but I, I see the logic. It makes sense that mm. if you're not if you're going to be away from home, you might as well not be paying Dublin rent. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: mm. yeah. And it's, you know, it. I'm tr- like, it took me a while, but I'm trying to be much more clever about it. So I'll spend like a week and a half or two weeks at home, and mm-hmm. then go on the road. For a week and a half, which is what I'm doing at the moment. I left my house eight days ago. I'll get back there in another four Jesus, days. Jesus, I hope there's
1: no cat in there just crawling do, up the walls. I do have
2: a cat, but <laughs> he's well looked after. It's oh, fine. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah, uh, at what point did you study film or uh, how did you find your way into it?
2: Well, I I don't know. I always loved film, but... And always watched film, but it's not as if, you know, I grew up as a cinephile or anything. Mm. You know, being in Roscommon, that was very difficult. The, the closest cinema was an hour's drive. Yeah. OK. Um But, you know, some of my very early memories are around film. And I just I think I, I don't didn't. And I'm the kind of person that, you know, films really affect me. Mm. Ah, okay. So. You know, that that was obviously happening from when I was a child. So I remember a lot of film and I always absolutely loved it. And What
1: was the first film you saw in the cinema? I love Tron Grenades. Do
2: you know what <laughs>
1: I actually think... We, we, we've, we've asked a lot of people, but it's, it, it can be quite formative, or an early memory of a I cinematic don't think, experience.
2: I don't think mine was. No. Um, <laughs> I remember it because... like, I remember the first time that I went to the cinema by myself. Okay. It was a goofy movie. I think I was nine years old. or something. The goofy movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that
1: goofy <laughs> movie. Uh, so
2: yeah. yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but
1: <laughs> no, you'd be amazed. Like a big one that pops up for a lot of people is Terminator 2. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like like avant garde kind of arty. We had a space Yeah, of Terminator, of
0: Terminator 2, or the one that really affected them. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple of Batman returns. Yeah, Jurassic yeah.
1: Park. Jurassic Park is a huge oh, one.
2: Oh, yeah. lo- love Jurassic Park, but I don't think I saw it in the cinema.
1: No, you missed out. It's a very cinematic experience.
2: Wow, did, I'm did, a bit embarrassed did. now. I'm going to have lost <laughs> so much free credit. <laughs> Jesus, fault. lads, I've,
1: I've never seen Jurassic Park in there. The yeah. There were probably only
0: two screens in Roscommon cinema. Was there
2: it? was no cinema in Roscommon.
0: In Roscommon, in no, the whole county, in the,
2: I think we were one of the only counties. Maybe Leitrim, Leitrim got a lovely cinema then Carrick and Shannon. I'm, sh-
1: I'm I'm shocked by
2: that. The, it, recently, only in the last maybe five or six years has Roscommon gotten a cinema. Wow, no. no way yeah. really. So you talk about forgotten rural Ireland. Yeah. You know? yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd obviously funded that, did he? Oh,
2: he's from the posh part of Roscommon. Boyle. <laughs> <Foil. laughs> <laughs> There's a posh part <laughs> <laughs> well, <if. laughs>
1: Ooh, says the man from Navan over there. Hey, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, did you did you go on to university or did it, like more of, like often there are people who study unrelated disciplines that end up kind of in filmmaking. Um, I suppose Mark Noonan being a good example was an architect. I studied architecture, worked and then, you know, realized that building a house is the same as building a film.
2: That, exactly. Transferable <laughs> skills. Um I actually I was very lucky in a way because my best friend growing up, um, her brother, mm-hmm. who was quite a bit older than us, maybe seven or eight years older than us. He went and studied film and t- television in Galway mm-hmm. um, and he's now like a very successful art director working on big Hollywood films, Clint Eastwood, like he's wow, a pay- he's really? a very impressive man. Um <laughs> but he was uh he was someone, you know, that I knew who, you know, was making it happen, actually was going to college. So when I was, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, um He was on your periphery. He was mm-hmm. and also um their mother forced him to, you know, record little Videos with me and my my best pal When we were young So you're we grew up
1: You were an actor
2: Oh yeah Way back in the day <laughs>
1: Way back when
2: <laughs> He was really unhappy about it But um, <laughs> So always kind of I think knew that Like I hadn't a clue really But I You know Cinema it was didn't It didn't seem
0: Completely yeah, Impossible Yeah
2: You know According to my guidance counsellor In school it was <laughs> yeah. You know Are you yeah. sure you don't want to be a nurse or a teacher? Um <laughs> So I knew that film courses existed. Mm. So as a teenager, I very much was like, this is, I'm going to study media or film and television in mm-hmm. Galway. Um, but I didn't really know much beyond that. Yeah. And I became very into cinema when I was, like, not into cinema, into going to the local video shop mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. So that's really, you know, when I watched started watching a lot of films. So, you know, it was in my life, but... Um, yeah, I, I went and I studied um, media and Irish in Maynooth mm. it, because the media, because it's what I wanted to do, and Irish because it kind of kept my, my dad happy because I was like, well, I'll be able to get a job in TG Carr. Yeah. 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 So um, I did that for three years. And then I did a master's in multimedia in DCU. No, oh. Straight.
1: All roads lead to Rome.
0: Yeah. Mm. And the Irish, that did stand to you. You've done a lot of Irish language projects?
2: Uh, th- or a few? A couple, yeah. I suppose the most substantial one was Song of Granite. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't think I really needed, you right. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was you, nice. you didn't use Irish once, did you? It was nice to have because sometimes when we were on locations, like location owners would start uh, speaking Irish to each other and I was like, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, Thinking
0: these Jackins won't know what you're on. A, on yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I never really, I think when I went to college, I kind of knew I was constantly volunteering to be the producer on everything we did. Mm. So... It kind of makes sense that that's what I'm doing now.
0: And do you, why do you think that is? Is it kind of an organisational thing that you like doing or why why producing?
2: Um, At the beginning, it was because that's where I thought my skill set lay. And I... That I guess that's primarily it. It was yeah. only you know in the last few years that I really realized there could be a creative part of producing, mm-hmm. which is probably only something that's coming to me now. And you know that's kind of the the road I'd like to go down in the producing I'm doing. But honestly, like I do still feel like I'm very early in my producing career. Yeah. So a
1: retrospective,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be too soon to be doing a retrospective. <laughs> but I I now don't think I ever honestly really thought too far past college. Right. Mm. Which is probably to my detriment. But (laughs) I, you know, you're probably around the same age as me, but like I came out of college in the depths of the recession. Same, Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, honestly, I don't regret that. Like, I I don't feel annoyed or angry that I came out of college at that time because I think it gave me a really good work ethic.
1: Mm. Well, surely, you know, you have to graft. And, you know, the sooner that graft or that, you know, repeated kind of, I guess, disappointment or, or, or rejection or, you know, earning your stripes. Hap- like, better happens early in your, in, in your career. It's like that, you know, with actors, they say, if actors become really famous very young, it's a completely different experience than someone who has worked for a great deal of time. Same, obviously, for directors and stuff as well. You know, you have to work your way up and then you appreciate the process and everything else that, that much more. Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, and I, I don't think, because I guess we're the generation that we're told, you know, you can do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> and then you yeah. got out of college and you realised, oh, no, wait.
0: Yeah. Now, <laughs> then is, oh, it was oh, whoa, like, oh. go back, do science, do STEM.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah. But uh, it's, it was never really instilled in us in college that we should have been doing internships right the mm-hmm. way through. So I never did. Right. Um, and then but I that's also
1: lacking that. as well. I mean, there's not enough, I don't think, in a lot of the uh, courses around the country where there's practical experience happening, you know, yeah. and multi, like everybody I know that has any sort of substantial and long career ha- can do four or five different things. Mm-hmm. And they applied all those things. I know you do that. Paul does it myself as well. <clears throat> but it's also in a w- weird kind of dichotomy where you're kind of frowned upon because you do more. <laughs> so it's like, oh, right, here's this f- jack of all fucking trades. He does a little bit of everything, but you have to do it because we live on a tiny island, you 100%. know.
2: 100%, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, And I, I guess that those all those skills are transferable to being a producer because th- you know a little bit about everything, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. And uh I never really had a grand plan. Uh, My grand plan in life since I was about 12 years old was that I was going to move to New York when I finished college. And I never thought past that. So (laughs) I got out of college, depths of the recession, waitressed a lot and did internships um, and saving to move to New York. Um, so, like, I was, I was lucky because did you,
1: but, did you make it there? Because if you make it there, you can make it anywhere.
2: Yeah, I really made it there. <laughs> um, I loved it. It was such an amazing time. Uh, I well, it, it took a while to save the money to get to New York, but uh, in between, and I'm glad I did have that time because I went on the graduate visa, but mm-hmm. um, I had time in between to save and. I suppose, figure things out a little bit and was having a really good time in Dublin because nobody had any money, but there was lots of really amazing creative things happening at the yeah, time. Yeah. And I started volunteering for festivals, interning for festivals like the Darklight Festival, which I loved. I mm. During that time, I volunteered at Gaffa, the documentary festival, which just blew my mind. I think that really was, you know, I adore documentary. I think it... Uh, so being at a festival like... Got off and just, I, I, it was the first film festival I ever went to. In so my it was life. a gate, a,
1: a film gateway drug, festival. absolutely.
2: Like, I'd always loved film, but you know, this really, it kind of just opened up my mind. Yeah. And like, the edition that I was volunteering at, Kim Longinotto was just, you know, taking meetings with filmmakers and yeah. in this <laughs> tiny hotel in Donegal. And I was just like, this happens, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. incredible. And that's really a t- like, that was the. You know, I was living in Dublin at the time as well, working as a waitress, doing a lot of split shifts and going to the IFI on my breaks in the middle of the day. So yeah. that was, I was just seeing, consuming so much cinema at the time. Yeah. So when I eventually got to New York, I had, I knew more that it was film rather than television or radio. That like, I was like, okay, so I want to yeah. pursue a career in film rather than, you know, the more general media. Yeah, which is <laughs> up until that I knew I wanted to be in film and I wanted to work at festivals um, which is what I continue to do till this day yeah. I kind yeah. of figured maybe it would be one or the other but yeah, I'm still working on both so
0: it's, it's something that comes up a bit on the podcast about you know film school you're kind of spat out of secondary school at 17 or 18 and then you know, you want to work in film, but you're not really sure why or what exactly. And it's, there's so many niches and that. So it sounds like that was really your kind of your second education or as important as your, you know, third level education. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I, like I, I went to New York and that really, it really crystallized everything because I, um, I didn't, obviously at the time I didn't know, I didn't really know how the industry worked at all I'd done short internships with Blinder Films and the Dark Life Festival and I've done little bits and bobs as a PA in TV which really made me go in reality TV where I was like oh, this isn't really for me. Right. So I got to New York and I I got a job at the Tribeca Film Festival very small role like yeah. managing some volunteers. Yeah. And I just kind of opened up a whole new world to me because the way film works the like the independent film scene in in the US works is just so different from the models here. And that really was my first introduction to film properly with like the nuts and bolts and how filmmaking really works. So I ended up working on a couple of, like coordinating some independent films. I worked I worked for an organisation called uh, the IFP, the Independent Filmmaker Project.
1: Hmm, okay.
2: Um, You might not have heard of them. They're an amazing organisation based in New York. And they kind of, they sort of, they're they're a little bit like the Sundance Institute where they like they mentor filmmakers they run like a film market in New labs York labs they run labs all year round they uh, run an awards called the Gotham Awards yeah, which yeah. is kind of like the indie spirit so I, I was yeah bored. I
1: made of mine one one a few years ago really yeah Just a Learner does that ring a bell
2: yes it does yeah. what was the film uh, was it The Repl
1: was it Girlfriend was it a feature or the short he made might have been The Short The Replacement Child I think it was called oh Okay. Or, or, or maybe his feature, but anyway, yeah, uh, 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 that's them. Okay. Yeah, that's them. Right. So
2: I was coor- I coordinated the Gotham Awards one year. It kind of blew my mind, really. But yeah. anyway, that was my grounding in how independent or filmmaking worked. So, so here's what I'm
1: going to do. I'm going to take that model and bring it back to Ireland. Well,
2: I didn't really know much about how... Uh, you No, we do not want to take that model back to Ireland. But, you know, <laughs> filmmakers there were like taking out loans to make films, right. to make yes. their yes. films. Okay. You yeah. needed hustle to work there. But I kind of thought that that was how it worked everywhere. Like I knew mm. the film board existed, but I didn't mm. really mm. understand the structures that were in place there. So I got back to Ireland and I started to learn more about development funding and production funding and short film schemes. And I was like, what? And, you know, Money? maybe, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, maybe some people complaining about not getting the development funding for their script. And I was like, what? In the US, people just, they have to go out and make their films. They have to self-finance. They have to run, you know, crowdfunding campaigns, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. So I think... Like, I'm really glad I had the experience in New York because it made me go, you know, maybe it's not perfect in in Ireland, but we have a lot of resources here and we're incredibly lucky. Did it it feel
0: like, you know, it's only rich kids who get to make films there or largely?
2: Um, Definitely a huge amount of that. I wouldn't say exclusively mm. Mm. like I I knew a lot of people there who certainly were not rich kids yeah. and they were getting into the industry and they just found ways to do it right
1: mm. I was at the Abel Ferreira uh, thing in really? Dublin last week not the not the screening but he did like a QA and a for Silk Road this, uh, thank you very much Silk Road Film Festival <laughs> and Carla Mooney for looking after me uh, but he uh, you know he would be an example of a working class kid I guess yeah Or street kind of kid from Brooklyn and he said I love the kind of that kind of New York sensibility that kind of grafter idea he was like you know uh, I didn't leave college for like five or six years and then when we when we left college we literally would join other people's colleges and turn up at their classes Mm -hmm. and we would just so we could meet filmmakers who were making who had access to equipment just to go out and make the steal their opportunities and make films. That kind of just really, you know, nuts and bolts just mm-hmm. jumping into it. And, yeah. You know, I, I think the spirit of that is kind of uh, is starting to grow again back here. It's like, yes, the funding is there. Yes, you can do this. Yes, you can do that. But you don't have to. So just go and fucking make it. Yeah. Get it made. Absolutely. Starts tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> uh, our class with Colin McKeown. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, just get out and do it. Yeah. You know, and by hook or crook.
2: Yeah. I, I was just, I was so impressed. With, with the people I met over there, the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the time of, you know, it was when American independent filmmakers really, like...
1: Any interesting people that have gone on to do some big stuff that you yeah, would have like interacted the, with?
2: Yeah, because I, I was dealing with the sub, the film submissions for um the Gotham Awards the mm-hmm. year that I was working there. It was 2012. Okay. So... The, you know, filmmakers like Alex Ross Perry, you know his work. Uh, yeah, his last film was Her Smell. It was at Diff last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's working a lot with Elizabeth Moss. I think he's worked with her twice now. Like people like the Duplass brothers who are huge now. Yeah, yeah. They were, you know, they were a lot of heat around them then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Joe, Joe Swanberg, those kind of people. Yeah. Um, Josephine Decker, maybe she was a few years later. A lot of those really exciting U.S. independent filmmakers yeah. were kind of—they were well—they were coming on my radar because they were involved in the IFP.
1: W- like, were you sending telegrams back home? Check out this filmmaker. She's really cool. <laughs> 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 the video shop in Roscommon was being hammered.
2: <laughs> well, the video shop in Roscommon was long, long gone by then, gone. sadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was really fascinating, but um, it was the Gotham Awards was. You know, they—they they, it's like the East Coast version of the Indie Spirit Awards, but mm. um, like there were really interesting people involved. Like we gave awards to um, David O'Russell that year. Which...
1: he's supposed to be really lovely.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, I have an interesting story about him from that night but actually I probably can't talk about it <laughs> no, no, not if No, no <laughs> I mean, I mean. tell us after <laughs> Yeah, I will um, But there were lots of, you know, people on juries like Amy Adams I remember delivering DVDs to her in the like the Hilton Hotel and she was under a fake name oh, yeah. I was like leaving them at the reception I was yeah, like, yeah. this is kind of wild Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember one day I got a call from God, I sound like I'm name dropping I'm really <laughs> <No. laughs> This is my only experience with well, people People love, people love
1: to hear these things as well,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's very far from my world usually. But uh, you know, Patricia Clarkson. Mm. Amazing actor Yeah, yeah. She, uh,
1: Winter's Bone and uh, uh, no, no, no uh, that's um, yeah, yeah.
2: The last thing she was in was uh, Sharp Objects.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She yeah, played yeah,
2: the yeah, mother yeah. in Sharp Objects, and but she's she's the kind of uh, you know character actress that turns up everywhere mm-hmm. and is incredibly talented. Mm. And maybe you don't know her name, but you know her face. Yeah. And yeah. you know her voice. There's
1: another uh, uh, podcast, film podcast that's brand new actually on the HeadStuff Podcast Network, and it's called I Know That Face, and it's about actors <gasps> like that.
2: Oh, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah.
1: Well done, lads. <laughs> uh, Stephen's looking after that, so you should check that out. I think they—they they have actually Barry Keoghan is the subject of. No, he's famous now, but he for a lot of people, then. he still is. Oh, that guy, you yeah, know. Yeah. That, that thing. He's famous here. Like, yeah, well, in a the lot States, of actors yeah. like
0: that. But he, yeah, he, yeah, but he wouldn't be like a household name in America right?
1: no. or the UK.
2: Well, I'm definitely going to listen to that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, it's really good. They had. Um, who
1: did they have on before that? They had. Uh, from making a murderer Viola Davis was one of the episodes oh, she's brilliant. Uh, no everybody knows who she is in these circles but you know um, but yeah and um, at some point I've been championing the, the guy from Die Hard who eats the crunch bars behind the counter the popcorn counter he's endo and lethal weapon as well you know the Chinese guy with the oh, ponytail Tommy Chang. <laughs> Tony Tommy Chang Tommy Chang yeah, anyway that yeah, type yeah. of thing but it's yeah. it goes from art house to kind of pure geekishness oh brilliant sorry about my tangent but it's a You're great pro- podcast have a listen folks
2: they should do an episode on Patricia Clarkson
1: there you go yes you should lads
2: I can't remember what I was go- oh yeah so just she rang me one day so that was probably the highlight of my life It was part of my job to have Patricia Clarkson call me ah. anyway amazing actor um, How long were you
0: there? <coughs> I was
2: there for guts of two years Yeah wow. Yeah. I just loved it yeah. Anyway it was a really good foundation for my career I think
0: And it was just it just time to come home
2: then? No no, no? It was my visa Visa yeah yeah <laughs> You would have no. said that you could I think I've only recently let go of the idea of moving back to the US Right And Trump probably has a lot to do with that I was like oh I'll go back someday <sighs> Yeah but a lot of my friends that I met over there are, you know, they're still friends today and they're all, you know, working for the Sundance Institute or, you know, making really exciting independent films, or you know, and it's really interesting to see how their careers are progressing. Yeah, because mm. we all started together, you know, as coordinators or whatever in this this organization in New York, and it's just it's lovely to have that international community. I think, but,
1: mm-hmm. but no,
2: I, so. I'm glad I came home now because you know I love Ireland and
1: yeah, well, those connections Ireland. I'll, I'll we'll To Ireland's to benefit as well. Um, can you tell us about kind of your, I suppose, work with the Cork Film Festival? How that kind of came about and what you did there, or are you still you still working? I'm there, s- so? I still yeah.
2: work for Cork. Um, I started as a my. I'm actually going to be going into my fourth year with Cork Film Festival this year. So I started as, uh, I think I was the uh, programme and event coordinator. So it ended up really being the industry events that I was coordinating. um, And... Uh, the first year I kind of loved it and, you know, I, I sort of, I was kind of in a, with my, my bosses down there sort of programming those events as well. Mm-hmm. But maybe the first year I didn't really realise that and we sort of just put it together. But, you know, after the first year working there, when I went back for the second year, I was like, OK, I really want to put like a lot more thought into this and what do people actually want to need and who are interesting speakers that we can ask along. I run their documentary industry day and... um first take which is an event for emerging filmmakers and um i've sort of been trying to like develop you know with my bosses down there develop the industry part of the festival and uh which i I just love doing it's often the case where i'm like okay what do i want to learn and then we'll try to put together a session on that um i'm also working um on the programming team in cork now as well which i'm absolutely absolutely delighted about under uh, my my mentor for the past few years has been michael hayden Mm -hmm. uh who's was the programmer program director for cork until um this year um and he's just such a wonderful man and has such a wealth of knowledge about film and such amazing taste and just so he just i learned so much from him and he was so incredibly good to me he really took a chance on me i had i had been programming until this year um uh, Gaze the LGBT festival in Dublin I programmed that for five festivals so that was my main programming experience but um, which I learned uh, like an incredible amount doing mm-hmm. yeah. I was so lucky that they took a chance on me as well yeah. um, because when I came back from New York I kind of figured oh I think this programming thing curating is what I want to do but what did that even mean you know right. yeah, yeah. and you know that's it's not like there's an easy path to get into that yeah. so I was very lucky that you know, Gaysville Festival took a chance on me. And then as a result of that, I think, you know, uh, Cork Film Festival, you know, le- have allowed me to come into the programming <laughs> team and be a part of it. It's, you know, it's a, it's a bigger team. There's, there's four, of us, four of us in the programming team in Cork, but it's, I absolutely adore it. You mm-hmm. know, it's really.
1: Well, life is about taking chances on people, isn't it, in general? <laughs> yes. No, really. Um, you know, giving people a, a, a chance to shine. Um, Kat, tell us all about your latest project. What are you working on?
2: Ooh. I, well, I am about to, I'm in early prep of my first feature film. Yay. Congratulations. Yes. First narrative That's feature film. That's whoop, though. whoop. Yes. So I am, um, it's uh, directed by Claire Dix. Mm hmm. And it is written by Alva Kjogun,
1: friend of the show Claire Dix. Yes. she was on our early episode. First,
2: first episode of your show that I listened to, was, and a huge was
1: help, a, a huge help to was, I have to say, in terms of because we work with DBS and stuff as well, and oh. that kind of came inadvertently through Claire. So she's that's lovely and a uh, brilliant filmmaker as well.
2: I was with her this morning on a location scout for the film. She's oh, very exciting. It is, uh, you know, another, you know, I'm uh, very lucky that. Um, the first film I ever produced was for Claire. It was a feature documentary in 2015 um, called We Are Moving, uh, Memories of Miss Moriarty. I love that film.
0: I, I love that it film too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen
2: it. <laughs> I'll send you a link so, if you not, want not to see do. it. No, no, do. I'd love to. Um, and it was uh, just such incredible learning. and yeah. And, you know, it really was. You know, it was taking a big chance on me. You know, I'd been coordinating projects and yeah. doing a bit of production managing, but I loved documentary, still love documentary so much, and um, this opportunity presented itself, and I was incredibly lucky. And myself and Claire worked together really closely on that film. It was just the two of us, and there were it was inc- just so research heavy archival heavy you know it was like a lot of chatting to old, uh, like older ladies that were ballet dancers and the yeah. film is about this woman Joan Denise Moriarty who was like a pioneer of Irish ballet basically, I have
1: seen it, it was, yeah I have seen that sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah that a long time ago yeah. yeah yeah sorry
2: basically was one of the first people to bring ballet to Ireland brought it to rural Ireland it was just a beautiful film mm. very research heavy very archive heavy you know finding archive in attics yeah it was it was a tough
0: story to tell yeah, yeah
2: it, it was you know the memories of Miss Moriarty is because you know so many people had so many different types of memories about her. Right. She was working for such a long time, and but it I learned so much doing that. And then I produced a short film, a focus short for Claire, um, called "Take Me Swimming." So the same team, the same team for this project. That's it's great. the same team for this project. So um, it.
1: What okay? What can you tell us? Uh, <laughs> not a lot Moving well, it, on I can, I
2: can tell you Well it's It's a In a world It's a it's a drama Yeah With very darkly comedic elements Okay I don't want to say it's a comedy Because the subject matter it deals with is
1: um, Well don't worry about it Like only six people listen to this podcast So it's not going to spoil anything for anybody Well
2: I know at <laughs> least four people that listen to that, this podcast Yeah plus including you Including
1: myself I'm oh, sorry seven plus <laughs> us two here <laughs> We have to listen to it.
2: <laughs> well, it's you know it's a, a very dark drama rooted in social realism. It's basically about you know the subject matter that it deals with is is euthanasia and you know the right to die, but it's told in a com- in uh, in a comedic way. Well, it's Ireland. It t- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that very dark Irish humour. Like one of the. Um, I've been told recently when I've been learning to pitch to not compare your film to it's it's not a this meets this mm. but you know one of our strongest influences is Adam and Paul Letty and Primson's film okay. Okay. and our um, one of the our writer's mentor was Marco Halloran so you know it's in that kind of vein yeah but um, but it's a good
0: reference in terms of that dark comedic yes, elements of exactly it. yeah.
2: Yeah. so it's um, we're in early prep on that it's funded um, under the. <coughs> POV scheme, which mm-hmm. is a pilot scheme from Screen Ireland um, for female filmmakers. So we're incredibly lucky, you yeah. know. Claire and Alva are immensely talented, and I'm just very privileged and delighted that they've taken me along with them. You know, so well uh, you've all
0: worked together, especially you and Claire now. So yeah. that's like it's such an important. How important is that for you in developing uh, relationships? And are you always are you you still have to be looking for other filmmakers to work with. Do you, yes. do you find that as well? Yeah.
2: yeah, there's, you know, I've been, I've produced, you know, some other shorts. And, you know, I'm producing short documentary this year, one of the real shorts. And I just started my own company in Mayo. It's just me. Yeah. Um,
1: that was called, just me. Just cool. me.
2: <laughs> I, um, but I, I'm trying to develop a slate for, for that. I just actually came back from the um, Rotterdam Producers Lab. And it re- that really made me think, OK, right, you need to... Because I'm, as I said, I'm incredibly lucky that this opportunity of producing my first feature has presented itself mm-hmm. in a way where it's fully financed by yeah. Screen Ireland. Yeah. It's a low budget scheme, but yeah. it's still, you know...
1: It doesn't lessen the work. It,
2: it, no, it doesn't. But, <laughs> you know, it, I didn't have to go out and finance that film. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I... I think that I owe it to myself and to not rest <laughs> on my laurels and start yeah. thinking ahead and developing a slate. And I really care a lot about, you know, developing mm. films maybe in the west of Ireland because I'm based down there now. And, yeah, you know, I so think
1: maybe film Mayo as well is kind of, I, I guess, well, it's in its infancy over the, the last couple of years. Yeah. Yes,
2: the RAP Fund is is amazing. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I. I'm totally digressing and I can't remember. Yeah, what are you, are
1: you looking for work?
2: No, uh, actually, no, you're do you looking know what? No, I'm projects. Projects,
0: But you are looking for projects. Are you?
2: I am. Things are incredibly busy but yeah. I'm mm. always looking for projects. Yeah. Um. Mm. Definitely. I've been very lucky with Claire and I have primarily worked with her but... Um, you know I am very open to to working with other people and finding new collaborators because that's the most fun part (laughs) of the film of of filmmaking is the collaboration yeah I just I just really adore that part yeah it's the
1: travelling circus isn't it yeah Mm.
2: exactly
0: and uh, yeah but you're gonna you feel you're at the stage now to (coughs) Leave shorts behind after you know. I know you've got one on the go, but you're kind of looking can to I, features. Can,
1: can anybody ever afford that? Luxury? Well, not, but you know, In you're this country, country,
0: you have to be ambitious as well. Y- mm.
2: You do, and I had every time I do a short, I say, I'm not doing another short, <laughs> but I think that, um, I'm actually am open to doing more shorts if it's with the right person, okay? Uh, mm. because. I would never for a second think that, you know, someone would come to me with their feature and think, you know, I I, I understand that if I want to develop relationships with emerging filmmakers, that I need to be catching them at short stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And um, even though sometimes I say, I'm not doing any more shorts, mm-hmm. I am open to doing more shorts. And
1: But that's um that's satisfying as well, isn't it? The idea of kind of catching someone when they're young and empowering them yeah. to a degree. And
2: spotting talents. Yeah.
1: And, you know, all, you know, rising tide lifts all boats kind yeah. of thing. And it's exciting, isn't yeah. it, to discover something, like picking up a new book and it's like, yeah. oh, no one
2: else knows about this. It's, yeah. re- it's really exciting. Um, that lab that I just mentioned that I mm-hmm. just came off, it really crystallized so much for me, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of taking the ne- next steps as a producer, learning to finance films, learning to co-produce. And I do want to start thinking about the next feature,
1: or the next couple of years. The next few years. Mm-hmm.
2: 2020 is crazy, but... Um, the year of clarity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not pun intended. <laughs> but I'm i, re- I de- really open to d- uh, developing more of a slate mm-hmm. and working with more filmmakers and mm-hmm. more emerging talent.
1: I, I, I'll i just ask you, um, just from a, a prospector's point of view, I guess, somebody who's... What's kind of the procedure? Are, like, are producers open to people giving them elevator pitches or meeting them at festivals? Like, what's like, how are, uh, how open are you or or from your experience um, to people saying, "Look, I have this and blah blah blah." Does a like, are people open to that, or are you know, would you prefer, a, a, I suppose, a kind of more official proposal in that regard? You know, where somebody sends you something on, or do you have to meet someone like them and then they tell you what you're doing? You got send me what you have. I
2: think well. I'm very open to people. People email me quite a bit now and I'm very open. Um, I love meeting people at festivals. I think people primarily know me from working at festivals rather than as a producer. Mm -hmm. They tend to find that out after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm usually like, you know, shooting people along at a festival or introing films or that kind of thing. But um, I'm always happy to give advice if I'm you know qualified to do so. I love chatting to people about their projects. I will say I am very particular about what I take on because when I work on a film I give it everything.
1: Mm-hmm. I, so you have to really believe in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I I I'm just I'm just not the kind of person that gets involved with something and then takes a more of a back seat. Mm-hmm. Um so I really do like to be very hands on. A, cr- a
1: creative producer.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what I'm definitely endeavouring to be. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can probably see from the people I've worked with, like Claire Dix and Una Kearney, and um, that th- those are the kind of films that mm-hmm. I love. I, I'm I don't think I'm a genre producer. I very much appreciate genre films, but. I don't think I'm the person to produce that kind of a project. I love films that are just rooted in human stories. I love character stories. I love looking, you know at people's internal worlds that sounds a little bit pretentious but you know what I <laughs> mean Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's those are the films whether it be yeah. documentary or narrative film that is Well, you have to feel it and if you don't yeah. feel it
1: it's fake you know, yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. Yeah. fantasy comic
0: books that's just not uh, your, your wheelhouse
2: no it's not and I very much appreciate those films yeah. and you know yeah. they're very difficult to make but yeah. you know it's just it's not the kind of films that I think I'll be making like I'm very much a big believer in this and this comes from like working as a programmer as well, particularly working as a programmer for an LGBT festival, Mm. is that like uh, Roger Ebert, the film critic, used to always say that um, film is like, is an empathy machine. Mm. And, you know, it's the most power, as far as I'm concerned, it is the most accessible art form and it's the most powerful art form, Mm -hmm. in my humble opinion. Uh, So I really want to make films that in whatever small way, just make people think give people empathy you know affect them affect them Hmm. yeah because I know films really affect me so that's the kind of work I like to
0: is there any advice that you would give to yourself the Russian that was starting out as a producer
1: in the video shop in (laughs) Roscommon circa circa 1998
2: Renting. I was a little bit young then. Sorry, two thousand. <laughs> um, renting the Virgin Suicides for the fourth
1: time. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, the, yeah, one copy there, and it's there all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I was,
2: I was probably the only one that rented it. Is it out? <laughs> oh,
1: okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who is this kindred spirit who has rented the same video? Um, it's okay. I think my uh, the best thing I have learned working in this industry is it's okay not to know everything. Mm. I feel Mm. like I spent so long when I was starting out working at festivals and learning by doing and, you know, coordinating and managing. And even, you know, when I started producing, I just was so scared I was going to get found out. Oh, people will know that I don't know exactly what I'm Mm. doing. Um, And it terrified me. It was, you know, it's this imposter syndrome that syndrome that we all have. Mm. But the moment that I realized that, you know what? Everybody in this industry is learning whether they're, you know, whether they've been in it for 30 years or three years or three Mm -hmm. months because no two projects are the same. Um, So it, like, just ask questions. Mm -hmm. I really wish that I had asked more questions back in the day and not been so afraid.
1: Yeah. Uh, The most honest answer to a lot of questions is I don't know, but I'll find out.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I really I I wish I learned that so much early on because it would have. Prevented a lot of heartache. All <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> oh, right, thanks so much. Uh, best of luck with what looks to be a very busy year, but very fun as well.
1: I love productivity. Thank you. Thanks, Emil.